You're listening to Bitcoin and Markets. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. My name is Ansel Lindner. This is Bitcoin and Markets. We made it through the halvening. Woohoo! It went. The network came through the happening in flying colors. It's no problem whatsoever. Uh, it was fun. I had fun. I, I watched it live. And, you know, uh, there's a bunch of chat rooms that I was in. I was watching Twitter and I was on a YouTube video with a live chat. Um, it was just pretty cool to see. I was in the Slack channel a little bit. And, yeah, we came through it. No problems. The only issue I saw was the happening.com. Didn't the rocket never took off? <laughs> but anyways, uh, well, there there were a couple other problems. Um, Bitcoin Wisdom and Crypto Watch went down during like maybe four blocks out, six blocks out went down right when there was a big dip in the price, and a lot of people were freaking out. Um, I just I went onto my exchange uh, website and got the price from there so it wasn't that big of a deal but it was interesting i mean people that haven't been watching bitcoin for a year maybe they just own a little bit and they don't really follow it all that much they went on to those websites uh, bitcoin wisdom and crypto watching and were following what was happening as it was coming up to the happening so it was pretty cool um another little tidbit that i i found interesting was the last 25 Bitcoin reward was in an empty block. That's uh, block number 419999. That it was just the reward, just the Coinbase transaction in that, that block, no other transactions. So it was 25 Bitcoins even. And then the next block, um, 420,000, was a 12.5 uh, reward block. Just. Some of those things that happen, I find interesting. Now, a lot of people are wondering where, now that we've got, come down to 12.5 for the block reward, when is this supply going to affect the price? Or when is the reduction in the increase of supply going to affect the price? And like I've said in the past, uh, miners were holding back coins, you know, a little bit. They were kind of building up, building that up. They probably started holding one or two and then they were holding five, six, seven coins on each block that they found. They're holding that back as reserve. And now they're going to do kind of the opposite where they're going to release five or six and then four and then three and then two. So, um, the, the supply shock is going to be spread out over a couple months, probably, um, as far out as maybe three or four months. I don't see it lasting much more than four months um, of this type of thing. And and we'll start seeing an effect on the price within uh, two months' time. But yeah, the, the supply is now decreased, and so that should uh, benefit Bitcoin. I mean, the uses of Bitcoin are going up very quickly. Uh, ransomware, I think, is becoming one of the biggest use cases. I, I personally had somebody... Uh, recently tell me that they were crypto lockered. Um, I have another friend that uh, deals with that on, on a regular basis. Uh, that That's becoming a big use case for Bitcoin. A couple months and we'll start seeing the supply. All right, next up, uh, Scaling Bitcoin is coming up. That Scaling Bitcoin conference is a, 
pretty famous conference because they get the miners and the developers together, right? And they talk about scaling solutions. Um, it became very quote unquote famous in the Bitcoin space with the whole XT and classic debate. And they had some scaling Bitcoin conference, uh, there where everyone was discussing things and, you know, it, 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 that's what it's known for. And it's interesting that it's happening in October. And it's also pretty cool that they're having it in Italy. Because if you've been listening to the show, you know, Italy is a tinderbox. It's ready to go up. The banking uh, sector there is ready to explode. I just read a quick blurb from Armstrong Economics. That's Martin Armstrong. I think it's Martin Armstrong. Um, he's a very well respected guy in the industry and on his blog, it said, we have reports that ATMs are empty and there's a, a run on the Italian banks happening. And this is the 11th of July. So, you know, it's it's coming. These Italian banks are going under. And so now the Scaling Bitcoin conference is going to be in Milan, Italy on the 8th and the 9th of October. Probably right in the depths of this banking crisis for Italy. It's just a cool juxtaposition between the future which is bitcoin and the past which is this banking crisis that they'll be living through at that time what what do i think will be their main topics probably it's going to be centered around the block size again and you know a lot has happened in the last year segwit will probably be getting close to activation at that time or at least it'll be close to getting consensus, I don't know about necessarily about activation, it'll probably happen by the end of the year, but um, it, it will definitely be in the news. So at this conference, you know, we'll talk about, all right, let's get these um, agreements down for what the block size is going to be. Everyone knows what is going to happen, um, and that's going to be the main discussion. So a lot of that is probably going to happen behind closed doors, but I can also see it being a open, openly discussed topic and like I've said in the past, going into the end of the year, where it's all going to be uh, Lightning Network and block size, period. All right, so that's that. What's what's next? We have an, a story here out of, well, it's, it's from Zero Hedge, but it's talking about Germany and the ECB's problem with finding bonds to buy that fit their requirements. I don't think that they can buy any negative yielding bonds. And so what have they started doing? They've started buying corporate bonds because half of the complex in the EU is, uh, is NERP. There's, they can't find bonds to buy. In Germany here, this story specifically is saying that uh, 70% of German bonds are negative. <laughs> so the ECB's running out of stuff to buy. Ah, uh, man, it's, it's crazy. And yeah, so they're moving to junk. They're moving to corporate bonds and even junk corporate bonds because they're they're looking for the the bonds that they can actually buy. Um, of course, now that this is getting to be a huge problem, uh, it's they're they've pretty much bought up everything that they can at this point. They're probably going to change the rules. the The ECB is going to change the rules so that they can buy negative yielding debt, and that is bullshit. They can change the rules anytime they want, right? And it doesn't, to them, it doesn't matter that they're hurting 
the economy. Hundreds of millions of people that live in Europe, they are hurting the economy by buying these bonds and keeping this Ponzi scheme going. But they can just change the rules. They, the, they are above the law. There is no law. They just change the rules when they need to. Period. And then, I mean, think of that in the case of a Bitcoin company in New York State. They can't change the law whenever they want to because their goals or their business model is being affected. No, they can't do that. They go to prison. These guys break the rules and they, it's called changing the rules. When someone else breaks the rules, it's called breaking the rules. Oh, God, it just pisses me off. Well, that, that kind of leads me into another story I want to talk about is these po- the Pokemon coins or the Poke coins. So Pokemon Go is really big now or it's, it's just exploded out there and uh, everybody seems to be playing it. I haven't downloaded. I don't really know what any of that stuff is, but, uh, it, I do know that they have these Poke coins. And so you can buy these poke coins and use them within the game and yada, yada, yada. But you buy them with actual cash and it's, it is called a coin. So it is a currency and it's a virtual currency. But guess who is silent on this matter? The New York Department of Financial Services. Where are they? This is a virtual currency. People are buying it in your state without a license. People are selling stuff in your state for virtual currency without a license. Where are you, New York DFS? It's ridiculous. And of course, I don't want the, I don't want regulation, but I want people to get upset about regulation. And if this regulation starts affecting Pokemon coins, people are going to get upset. Because that is a huge, all of a sudden, overnight, it's hugely popular. And then, oh, now, what is this obscure Department of Financial Services uh, trying to get people for license infringement or, or operating without a license? I mean, it will have a huge amount of attention on these corrupt rule makers. They're not even elected officials. It's corrupt rule makers. And I want this light to be shown on this system. And so, of course, I want them to try to go after these Pokemon people because they won't be able to. They might be able to go after Nintendo, right, or something like that. They can't go after Bitcoin company. They go after Nintendo because it's centralized. But if they do that, it's going to shine light on the system. But it's so blatantly wrong. These poke coins are virtual currency. Exactly what they're supposed to be regulating with Bitcoin and the bit license. So I wish people would really, I, I might tweet at the, whoever Ben Lasky's successor is and ask him what he thinks about it. Uh, ask him why it does not apply or if it does, what are they doing about it? It needs to be shown. People need to be asking this question. They need to be holding people to account. All right. Anyway, so that's that story. Um, really, that's all I have for this short episode. Um, my website is up and running. I had some issues with it. Uh, I did. I designed it myself and I put it up there. So, um, you know, I 
you guys can listen to these episodes there. Um, you know, if you get a notification, say on SoundCloud, but you want to listen to it real quick on the website, um, you, I also put in a widget there with all the prices and stuff so you can watch the prices as you're listening to the show. I don't know. It might be convenient for people. Plus, all the show notes now are going to be available on the website only. So I'm going to just pretty much post a link in the description on SoundCloud and stuff. And then uh, you'll have to go to the website to get that. I, I liked it better because I can control the way it looks. Uh, I'm a little bit anal about that stuff. So, um, yeah, I... I liked it better that way. If you guys have issue with that, let me know, and maybe I'll start posting it multiple places. But, um, yeah, that's it. All right, thanks for joining me, guys. Happy having. I hope uh, you had fun. If you want to tell me about what you guys did for your having party, that'd be pretty cool. All we did, we got together with my meetup and, you know, had some drinks and uh, ate some food, and that, that's about it at, at a restaurant here in town. So it, it was pretty cool. I hadn't seen some of those guys for a while. So thanks to everybody that came to the meetup. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, it's Bitcoin is a little bit of a lonely gig, right? Especially if you're in a small town. And so if you get to see some people every once in a while that share your passion for this kind of stuff, it's nice. So if you guys want to share your stories, please do in the comments uh, section or um, on Twitter maybe. You could do that. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. You've been listening to Bitcoin and Markets. Please like, subscribe, and we'll see you next time.